This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It falls to Ely on the volley! What a finish! Gotti Kinda has struck! It falls to Polito and he puts it in! To Johnny Russell, first time shot! And Johnny Russell has a hat trick! The Sporting KC Show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra. Find your fit. Now your host, Nate Bucati. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am Nate Bucati with you, joined as always by the one and only Connell McCourt. Connell, how are you? I'm fantastic, Nate. How are you? I'm doing great and also joined as always by Allie Trost. What's up, Allie? You know, it's fall. I'm happy to be talking some soccer. We got a big weekend of football ahead, so I'm pumped. Massive game against Seattle coming up on Sunday. And yeah, it's a little brisk tone in the air all of a sudden. The pumpkin spice stuff is everywhere. (laughs) I had a pumpkin spice coffee on the way here today, so I'm ready to go. I'm charged up. And we have a big, big show for you today. We're presented, as always, by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And we're going to be joined by Daniel Shallowy, MVP candidate for Sporting Kansas City. And that's going to be most of the show today. I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to have a long, nice conversation with Daniel that is going to be awesome. So you want to stay tuned for that. And we'll preview this matchup against Seattle coming up in a moment. But guys, in this first segment, I do want to talk about some major news that's come out. Uh, earlier today, we're recording this show on a Tuesday. And Jeff Carlisle of ESPN reported today that MLS and Liga MX have announced that they are, starting in 2023, taking part in a completely revamped League's Cup, one that will see every single team from each league take part. That's 47 teams, 29 from MLS, 18 from Liga MX. They'll pause their seasons for one month in order to compete in this tournament. The format consists of a group phase followed by a knockout stage, Many of the details still to be worked out, but there should be uh, spots in the Champions League on the line, plus prize money. Um, I think this is, we, we look, during the All-Star game, Don Garber and execs from both sides said, a lot of people have been asking, are these two leagues going to join forces, merge at some point in time? And they said, look, that's not realistic to have one big league between the two, but the partnership is going to increase. Now I think we have an idea of what that is that increased partnership's going to look like. What do you think of it, Allie? Love it. I mean, I, I think this is exactly what both sides needed to really make this thing more legitimate moving forward and, and more competitive, really, which is what both sides want. They want that that competition between these two leagues, and it's going to do great things for both sides. My only question is, what does this do? For, and we'll look at it from the MLS standpoint here. What does this do for the scheduling? Because those games have to go somewhere. If you're going on pause for an entire month, does that mean there's going to be games taken off the regular season calendar does it mean that a lot of games are gonna be pushed into that that before break or after that break does the season start earlier so I'm really curious to see what happens there um I kind of fall in the same similar vein of what Ali says I mean not I don't I want to sound optimistic about it because it will be good and there will be new rivalries formed and different teams will play against each other that we've never really seen or fan bases have never really had the opportunity to see but it's just I mean, what what do we lose then? Because then it, the first question I ask is, what happens to the Concacaf Champions League? Does it happen same time of year? What what happens to the Open Cup? What happens to the MLS regular season? Like you were saying, the fixtures get taken off. But it's something again. It's another thing to go and try and win 
and as no US team's ever won the CONCACAF Champions League, it'll probably be good to see them take on some Mexican teams and see hopefully a US team finally winning the thing. Yeah, and, and, and we can't forget when I mentioned the 29 teams, that's post-expansion again. Mm-hmm. And so do you go 28 regular season games? You just play mm-hmm. one game against every opponent in, in Major League Soccer and then have this competition in the middle, shorten the season a little bit? I don't know. We'll, well, those answers uh, are still left to be to be done. But I think I think in the end, this could be a lot of fun when all of a sudden everybody knows they're in it. Everybody's got kind of equal footing because it's not going to come down to, well, i got to play a Wednesday game, and then i got to turn around and play a CONCACAF Champions League game. And we saw how different each team in MLS had to approach this year's League's Cup based on just their circumstances. Mm-hmm. Just look at Sporting versus Seattle. And you know, Seattle at the time had the benefit of you know having a full week to get ready for their first League's Cup game, where Sporting Kansas City were in the middle of a, of a really, really tough run of games. And now it's on the other foot yeah. where Seattle's going to be playing a Wednesday League's Cup game and they got to turn around and come to Sporting Kansas City on a Sunday. So this would, would give everybody kind of an equal chance to go out and try to win this thing and get to know the leagues a little bit better. I think it's pretty exciting. We'll see where the details go on that front. But uh, we'll find out more details. You can see the article at ESPN.com. All right, that's going to do it for that news story. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Hungarian assassin Daniel Shallowy is going to join us. We're going to talk about international soccer, home ownership, uh, and and his campaign for MVP, and of course the big matchup against Seattle on Sunday. That's right after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show, presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And welcome back to the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810. WHB, wherever you get your podcasts, and again today, wherever you stream your video content, you might really want to go back and watch this one because we have a very special guest in the studio, and uh, we're displaying all sorts of great things. We got our beautiful Sporting Kansas City scarf here. We're presented, as always, by Michelob Ultra. Now, that's for after the game. You know, after you're celebrating <laughs> like Johnny Russell, you crush a Michelob Ultra, you smash the can over your forehead, and you celebrate <laughs> with the cauldron. But before the game, I'm going to kind of lean out of the way here. As you can see on the beautiful video screen, you also you need to hydrate, kids. Before the game and after you drink all those Michelob Ultras, you got to hydrate with Body Armor Sports Drink. I know it's my kid's favorite, and it might be the favorite of the man that's joining us right now as well. Daniel Shallowy. Major League Soccer MVP candidate, Daniel Shallowy. I will officially say, what's up, Daniel? How are you, man? Good, good. How are you guys? Good. We're gonna, first thing we have to do is see if we can get him a little closer to that microphone. I don't know if we can slide that. There we go. There, oh, there you go. Beautiful. That way we can make sure everybody can hear you. They want to hear you more than me. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, first things first, we're talking, we're talking body armor. They're uh, nice enough to bring you here to us today. Sponsor of the team, all of that. Um, hydration. I'm always talking to my two children, my, my son and daughter who play youth sports, especially when it's hot out, about how important it is for them to hydrate before games. And I don't know if you know this, but little kids don't listen very well. <laughs> Not to their parents. Maybe they'll listen to you. How important is it to hydrate as a highly tuned professional athlete yourself? It is very important. And, you know, it's not just personally. I think it's important. We, as a team, uh, look out for that. We do hydration tests before games. We... We take care of, uh, you know, they take take care of the players that everybody is hitting the right levels going into the game. And yeah, as you mentioned, body armor is one of the things. It's it's nice because obviously water is the number one thing everybody has to drink. 
but sometimes it can get boring you know you want a little flavor and body armor is amazing for it so we drink that at training and during games so it's actually a very nice uh flavor for me some of them are too sweet like other uh brands but this one we switched like last year or two years ago yeah a couple years and ago. it's been great yeah i i like them because of the natural fruit flavors as mm-hmm. opposed to some of the energy drinks you get that I don't know what Blue Crush is or like flavors like yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's not even a flavor. What's your favorite uh, flavor of Body Armor? Got one? Uh, yes. So from the regular ones, I like the Blackout Berry, like the Blackberry ones. Those are really good. That's and my Yeah, you like that? So good. And they have this light version as well, like from the like different flavors. And like the Tropical one is, is super nice. That one is so easy to drink. Okay, so again, get your body armor, ladies and gentlemen. Hydrate like Daniel Shallowy does and get ready for the games. Um, and so we got Daniel here in studio for a little bit. We've got a, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, first things first, you told us before we started the broadcast today that uh, among the many things that have changed in your life, this is a big year for you, by the way. 2021 is going to be a year going to go back to be a big chapter in your book. Um, you know, you make your Hungarian national team debut. But you entered the world of home ownership. Uh, you, you bought a house. Yes, Tell us I about did. that. Yes. Yes. You know, I've always been living in an apartment, renting, and I thought it would be a, a good time to buy a house. So in, in July, I moved and uh, I, I moved out to the, the burbs. So I'm, I'm an official. <laughs> Adulting. At yeah. Its officially an adult. <laughs> yeah. The time that we did that, uh, that drive together and the interview thing, I came and picked you up in your hip. Uh, river market apartment yes. and all that so now you're out in the burbs how is how is home ownership treating you so far look it's super nice i love it but there's so many things you have to get <laughs> used to so uh, that's just like shocking things what you have to figure out on your own and all that stuff so um, i'm adjusting but uh so far so good loving it okay but the story of how you got the house because i it's not a secret that the market right now is it's kind of up in the air hard to get a house hard right to now. get a house Very right now hard, but you yes. got one in july and the previous owners were sporting fans yes yeah, so i uh i went to the house to take a look and uh, the first thing i noticed was like uh, a, a shrine a, of daniel shallow no it's, it was just like a sporting uh, ball uh on the shelf and i was like okay we we might have a chance here you know (laughs) so i loved the actually loved the house and then i wrote a letter and everything and what they responded was just throw in a signed jersey and you can get the deal and uh i was so happy because i've been searching for so long and uh that it's nice to use your name and sporting for these things because it's you you have to you know and i actually gave them a signed pair of my cleats what i wore before So they were super happy. They were season ticket holders before. So did you have the jersey and the cleats like standing by or did you have to go to Kitman and be like, hey, look, I need that. I need to get an extra. You got to understand I'm buying a house here. Uh, Most of the times I have actually like some sort of sporting stuff in my car in case it's an emergency (laughs) or like I I forget about it. And oh, here, here. So it's unless the guy that pulls you over is a sporting fan. Yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, soccer ball. Yes, yes. That's a good move. I think I would have Nate helped. does the same thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that would not get me anywhere. But but I think that if I were those homeowners that sold the house, I would have held out for more than a jersey. I'd have been like, I want breakfast with Daniel Shalloway and Johnny Russell. Would that have gotten the de- – now that it's over, you don't have to negotiate yourself against yourself anymore. But had they said, 
I want breakfast with you and Johnny Russell. Would you would you pull that off? Did you want the house that bad? I mean, I did. <laughs> Johnny would have been like, "All right, so you get a deal. What do I get for it?" <laughs> what would it have taken to convince Johnny Russell to go to breakfast with you and some random people to sell your house? <laughs> um, I mean, probably some drinks for him. There I mean, go. that would that would have helped probably. <laughs> <laughs> some Polinka, maybe. Uh, no, he's not a fan. He he's, isn't. He says it tastes like gasoline, and uh, <laughs> I think that would make Johnny a fan. Typically, but right there, you he's know? just Scottish, you know. He's, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have the good taste. You know? Yeah, well, how do you ta- how do you feel about that, Connell? I guess you're not Scottish, though. You're no, you're, I mean, but they like Buckfast, like Tonic Way, which is can't, probably something similar, but I'm not between any of them. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Walter Reels, quite yeah, easy, yeah. So. yeah. So, so when you say that uh, there's a lot of things that come with home ownership that you didn't, I. I I definitely remember that. And I still feel like like 13 years into home ownership, I still come across things where I'm like, I don't have the right tool for that or I don't know how to fix that. And I think I'm on the deal where I have to borrow the equipment from a neighbor twice before I finally go out and spring for it myself. Have you had to do that yet? Like buy any, like now all of a sudden I need a wheelbarrow or, or whatever. Yeah, my biggest purchase and my best friend right now is a leaf blower. Yeah. And, oh, uh, wait till the fall in Prairie Village. Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and big trees over my uh, yep. my house and these squirrels are like eating all the time and it drops on the patio. So I'm just like, wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> going around. It's, you're going electric, you're going gas. What are we doing here? It's, it's like a battery one. You know, you can yeah. charge it separately. Uh-huh. So easy. And um, yeah. it's, it's actually, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> We're turning into a progressive auto commercial. Daniel Shallowy is turning into his parents right now. Yes, yes. I, yeah, it, okay, have you had one of those moments as you've gotten older? You're, you're doing all these more adult-like things. Have you had a moment where you're like, I am my dad? or like, I Oh, am my... yes. <laughs> I was driving the other day and I'm looking at the houses, how the landscaping are at the front. And I'm like, uh-huh. hmm, that would look nice for me. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just get ready, buddy. It's going to get worse and worse. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll do. We'll use this as a transition. And speaking of becoming like your parents, um, it was really fun. So I, I, I mentioned the palenka. We'll get into that later. But you and I had a nice little toast together um, after the uh, one of the last home games. You had just gotten back from the Hungarian national team. Your first games with the national team, and you told me that you found out that if and when I'll say when you score a goal with the Hungarian national team. You and your dad would become the first, is that right? The yes. first ever, ever father-son combo in Hungarian history to score yes. for the national team? Yes, yes, it would be huge. My dad always keeps uh, track of these stats, and uh, <laughs> it's very important to him. But I think this is awesome. There's not many who actually played in the national team, you know, but there's a couple, and uh, we could be the first one to, uh, to both score. He has one goal, so it's not hard to beat, but <laughs> I still have to do it. <laughs> well, even the last time you were there, the you played against England, some top players. Did you find it? I mean, obviously it's way different than MLS, but did you find yourself in awe of any of it all going on? Is it hard to take in just getting there, finally making your debut? And- yeah, honestly, like all day I was just sitting uh, on game day. The first game was against England, so that that's my debut. And all day I was just sitting thinking there's going to be 60,000 people in the stands, so that's new as well. Because MLS, it's a good adjustment because we play in front of full stadiums, but that's still a lot of people. And the national team, brand new teammates in a way, plus uh, against England. So in my head, I was like, will I even touch the ball in this game? Like, what, what, is, what do I expect from it? And uh, obviously, once you get to the stadium, it's so weird. 
everything calms down and you're so prepared immediately. So I went in and I actually did well, I think. Uh, but there's definitely nerves like for your national so team what's debut. It, what's it like when is it the manager, the assistant manager says or Daniel? Yeah. So so that's the thing for me. Like by that time I'm I'm calm. Like uh, I don't know how to really say it. You hear the stadium so loud and as soon as they you're ready to go in or you step on the field, everything like like calms down and it's so weird that I think in professional sports you you kind of get used to of blocking out everything around you and you just know how to play your game after that so it 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 wasn't uh it wasn't terrible at all once you step on the field has it always been that way for you or was there a a time in your career where you felt that shift where you didn't feel those nerves when you stepped on the field anymore i think i was i'm actually lucky of being able to like stay calm during uh during games but uh, I would say, obviously, like, debuts are always tough. And the first time I played in Hungary, you know, making the first division debut, uh, it was for my, my club who I always played for, uh, except the one year I played at the academy sporting. And, you know, you grow up listening to these chants and everything, and they, they started singing it right before kickoff. You know how sporting does the I believe mm-hmm. that we'll win. And they started doing it in the whole stadium, and, you know, you kind of, like, got the goosebumps you're like oh my god i'm here i'm doing this so that was definitely one of those moments so and we're visiting once again with daniel shallowy he's 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 here on behalf of body armor make sure you get your hydration uh when you're playing soccer or do anything else in life with body armor um the difference of you just mentioned the idea I'm, i'm all of a sudden i'm with this group of guys i've never played with before how many practice how many training sessions did you get with them uh before your that game against england so I got to train with them, do like a region on Monday, I think. And for our audience that doesn't know, a regen is basically like you're just kind of working out the... Like, mm-hmm. What is a regen? Explain that for our for Well, our really just like uh, a little bit of movement. So you get the blood flow, you know, a little jogging, stretching and uh, getting a massage or something like those easy things. But you still don't get the day off. You know, you still have to do a little bit of work. It helps with recovery. But it's not like a full training session where you're out there playing 11-on-11 no, no. 11 and knocking the ball around. No, usually you don't touch the ball during yeah. region sessions. It's a very short uh, movement. Okay, so you got one of those then what? And then one training session, which is like you can consider it as a full training session, and uh, and the day before the game, which is usually just 5v2s and you really don't do much. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. And then you're going into the game. And then the next day you have to do region again after the game. And then a full session. And then before the, the game day, an easy one. So it's very difficult with the national team to actually put work in. You know, it's, uh, it's more like just getting ready for the games. So is there no time for, like, team bonding at all? Like, is there... I mean, obviously, I don't think you'll be there on the track or whatever together at all. But is there no... Nothing to kind of get you know each other a bit better because you think you're you're with your your club teammates all year round yeah yeah you're coming here you're probably gonna spend a few days so you get that kind of relationship built was there anything you can yes i mean you hang you can hang out all day uh so the training facility what we have is uh is is the same as like sporting would have it you have these lounge areas where you can like sit down have a coffee talk and like you can play pool darts all those things so you you can get some team bonding in it was just uh, new for me, obviously, because this was mostly this was the group that played at the Euros and the games before. So they all, they were all like, like yeah, you know, a bond together. And for me, I was a little bit of an outsider, but I still 
knew already some of the guys from like the youth uh, national team, and I've I've been called in once, so I uh, I already know some of the guys there. So it wasn't terribly new, but uh, but still, you know, you have to adjust. And you come in and you get to wear the lucky number seven. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, How did think, that one open up? It's. I think it was awesome. I was so happy. So I asked. I was like, "Can I pick a number?" And they were like, uh, "Well, you're about to make your debut. Like, you don't get to really pick." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, but like, I'm not trying to take away someone's number. I'm trying to pick from the rest." You know, they're like, "Okay, but like, what? Like, what do you? Want? I was like, "What do you have? Like, can I pick what's one? What's available?" Yeah, and they're like, "Well, we have like number seven. You have number seven? <laughs> of course, I want number seven. <laughs> Although that, that's pressure, though. Like, fair play to you for taking on the number seven. Jersey. Yeah, I, that could be." Some people see that as he must be a good player. Yes, for for me, yes, yeah, seven, nine, and ten are the top numbers for me. Like in every club, you you go watch a game, you always look for those players. Like how are they doing? So I think it's uh, anytime you get a chance, you you can, you have to take it. Any any pressure on Russell there? No, no, no. Of course not. Of course, <laughs> I, I like my twenty. I like it. Yeah. My plan was always to go. I was thirty, and then twenty, and then one day be number ten. But I. I fell in love with number 20. I think uh, I think it fits me Sushi. in a way. Yeah, it suits yeah. me, so I, I'm going to stick with it. So we're visiting with Daniel Shallowy. So, so going back to it, you get one training session, really, like one full training mm-hmm. session, and then you go play a game against England in front of 60,000 fans. And the reason I wanted to illustrate all that is because I've had, I've had some people ask me the question, hey, how, how would the U.S. national team do if they played against Sporting Kansas City? You know, and I've, I've had, like, I know Benny Failhopper's told me, oh, Sporting would smash them. Because they train together every single day. And that's back when he was playing at Sporting. We train together every day. You know, we, we, we all know each other incredibly well. We know our system. We know what the coaches want from us. We know how to play against, alongside one another. And he would always tell me, like, people don't have any idea how hard it is, even for teams that play together relatively frequently, to just drop what you're doing, go join the national team, and then play. So, like, your experience now after having – I'm not going to ask you if you, you know, if sporting would be hungry. I'm not going to put any bulletin board material out there like that. But just in terms of how difficult is it, can you put into – did it even surprise you or did you, was it kind of what you expected in terms of how hard it is to just blend right into a brand-new system with one training under your belt? Yeah, it's – you're right. It's, it's very tough. And for me, the reason why it was even more shocking is that Literally the week before, I had to go to L.A. for the All-Star game. And that was right. the same thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. Let's play the next day. Yeah. And then I came back to sporting, played against Colorado, and then left again. So it's uh, it was one of those, like, I, I don't even see my real teammates. You know, it's always uh, this new group of guys. But, um, yeah, I think over time it helps. I think we have, in Hungary, we have this group where, it's been together for a while now, so it, it's more helpful. But as you said, when you get new new groups together, it's it's so tough to actually work on tactical things. And, and I think in today's soccer, it's so important to actually put together the tactics before anything else comes. So it's very tough. Okay, speaking of the All-Star game real quick, was there a player when you got there that you were just like super psyched to meet that you had really enjoyed watching? Yeah, I mean... Most of these guys, honestly, uh, obviously, also you look for players like Rui Diaz who are yeah. against you in the Golden Boot race. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's it's you know it's it's exciting. But it was shocking to me that obviously you know you you're having a good season, but like all these guys who are like the top players in the league, they are like 
congratulations, like amazing. And they, they're having like conversations about it with you and you, it, it's a feel good moment. You sure. know, you're like, it's a little feedback. And um, that's why I, I felt very nice about myself being there and then scoring the PK too. I think uh, overall it was a great experience. Yeah. Peter called it the best one of, uh, oh yeah, it for sure taking. was. And it, I mean, we would Peppy's all agree was with great, that. but I mean, but yours that was, was yeah. So playing with in uh, with the All Star team, and then of course on the international stage as well. When you're playing against these players, I know you mentioned playing against like Luke Shaw and uh, different players like that. I thought you done okay as well. You said you thought you done okay. Does that give you like when you were there playing? Did you think well, I can do it at this level? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a little bit of both. Like you. I've done good things, so you're like, okay, there's room for uh, potential in this in this level, but uh, there's many things what you ha- you're like, oh my, like so people are so strong, so fast, like the touches are always perfect. There's not much room for uh, for mistakes at that level, and uh, but it, it's it's important to play in those games, I think, because my dad always says when he's trying to sign, he's a GM, and every time he's trying to sign a player, he always looks for the game when he played at the highest level and see how he did well so he can kind of get the ceiling of that player. Because, uh, you know, if somebody comes from Hungary, which is a smaller country, and you're not on the national team, it's tough to say that you have so much room to grow because you're like, why aren't you on the national team then? So it's tough. With like France, obviously, it's difficult to get on the national team. But Hungary, it's uh, there's much more opportunities. I feel like. So we were talking too before the uh, break that uh, during the Euros, your national team played against your favorite player, Cristiano Ronaldo, in Portugal. And I'm curious. So now that you can you can sit there, it's not really a daydream. You could picture the idea that you'd be on the field in a, in an international game against Cristiano Ronaldo someday. If that happens. Or when that happens, you just making a beeline for his jersey after the game. Like you know, what, what's what's the game plan there? I mean, are you do you are you yeah. one of those? Because some people are like, I'm not going after somebody's jersey, and some people are like, Yeah, I want to collect as many cool ones as I can. Where, where do you stand on that? I I think it's I think you have to. I mean, for yeah. me, it's it's a great thing to have in your house to have a jersey like that. I think it's amazing, and. I'd I'd love to get his jersey, but I think there's a line of getting his jersey. There's a pecking order. Is there like, a certain number of games that you feel like you have to play not, against him or on the same field where they're like, okay, now I can go out? No, not even that for me. But one time we played in LA when Zlatan sli- uh, sure. yeah. signed in the league and we played away and we beat them. And uh, Johan was subbed off. And after we won the game, he's sprinting on the field. And we think he cele- wants to celebrate with us. <laughs> Runs it. past <laughs> us to ask for Zlatan's jersey. <laughs> and then that's when you're like, oh, come what on. What did Zlatan do? Well, I mean, good for him. Did he get it? Yeah, he okay. got it. Yeah. Good for you. so happy. Yeah. Uh, super happy for him yeah. that he got it. Yeah. But I feel like I wouldn't go on a full-on sprint yeah. to get his jersey. You got to, like, play it a little bit. Cool, yes, right? yes. Just kind of the fast walk. And yeah. it's like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> You just you're like looking at the clock, going. I'm just gonna make sure I'm close to him yes. on the field. And when you the know, I don't know. Yeah. I should have like taken note of that because when I saw Danny Rojas from a fake TV show at LAFC, I beelined. Like, I almost ran into him. I was like, "Hey!" Like out of breath, but yeah, no, keeping your cool. I feel like is important. I would. Yeah. I don't know. Mia Hamm's like that player for me. I feel like that. I just don't know if, what I would do. But is there any other player 
besides Ronaldo that you have kind of on a short list of like, okay, if I ever play against them, I would love to get their jersey at some point. I was the same with the England guys. It was just tough because debut, so you want to keep your jersey, one. Mm-hmm. But two, we also lost 4-0, so I didn't know what yeah. would be a good way to do it. Like, I don't want to go and ask for jersey. And then in the locker room, the guys are like, hey, we don't do that after we lose 4-0. Right. Like, that's yeah. so... Yeah. I was like, okay. But there, I would I would have loved to get, like, Sterling, Harry Kane, or, like, Grealish, like, those forwards. Like, you look up to these guys. They are doing so amazing in their career. So it would be awesome to have that jersey. With you coming in... Sorry, just with coming into the international setup again, obviously, it's kind of brand new to you. We spoke... Me to think brought up your debut. I mean, how many years ago was that? Now, 2016 or whatever? For sporting? 17. 17. When you were coming in, you'd been in the academy and stuff, but breaking into that first team dressing room, and some big characters, Harry Popara, and you had Tim Media, Roger Esmose, all those guys there. Did you feel it was kind of similar coming into this, the new dressing room on the international stage as you did when you were first breaking through? Mm, I think it's a little bit different because, yes, you are playing your first games, but you get called in because you are doing great. And, uh, you know, I go in there with lots of confidence saying that I've scored this many goals and I deserve to be here. When you come into your club, you're kind of like, okay, I'm making these steps on the ladder. Like, hopefully uh, I get to play and, you know, all those things you're you respect everybody who is there so much and you are trying to just make your way into the team. But when you come with the national team, you have to bring all your confidence and step on the field and do it. So there's not, yeah, there's not much room to step on the field and be like, oh, this was his first game. Like everybody is harsh. As soon as you're on the field, congrats on your debut, now perform. You know? We're visiting once again with Daniel Shallowy, courtesy of our friends at Body Armor. Make sure you get hydrated with Body Armor. And Daniel, let's let's transition now back to Sporting Kansas City. I mean, you guys are coming down the home stretch now. Just a few weeks left in the regular season. You're in first place and coming up on Sunday, Seattle. Two two of you have been jockeying for first place pretty much all season long in the West. And you mentioned Raul Rui Diaz. This is a matchup to see maybe who's going to finish you know tops of the of the West and Golden Boot race, MVP race, all that. I want to start off with just. I know you're the kind of guy that watches other goal scorers and, and admires the way they do their thing. You mentioned it was cool to get to meet him at the All-Star game and, and work with him. What impresses you the most about Raul Rui Diaz when you watch him? I think he's, uh, yeah, like, there's some things where you can obviously see, like his, his shooting, like he strikes the ball very well. Like you can see uh, the way he, he touches the ball. It's just those are there, like what? But with these forwards, I kind of always look at the the movements they do mm-hmm. and uh, the way he he's so small, but the way he mm-hmm. finds the the pockets in the box, I think he's 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 amazing at it. You know, it's uh, it's not easy, but uh, but this is why he scores that many goals because he always uh, finds a way to. He's like a magnet, you know, the ball always finds him. And um, this is, I think, the best thing what, what he does uh, at his game. You're obviously doing a lot right this season, and, and the, the stats would show that. But is there anything during this final stretch going into the playoffs that you are specifically working on with your game, if at all, to take it to another level? It's just, yeah, honestly, uh, it's really just putting those extra percentage of, like, being focused 
because I feel like it's super nice to be all year in the MVP conversation in the Golden Boot race. But uh, but I made it this far. Let's do it. So in my head, I'm like, let's let's put that extra work in because. I don't know when in my career I will be in an MVP conversation again. So nine games left. Let's go and try to score a brace, a hat trick, just score as many goals, assist, help the team to win and finish on top. Because you need you need to squeeze out every energy you have. Uh, because this is the year where something special can happen. Not just with me, but with the team as well. And... Uh, I look back at 2018 and you know that was I feel I also felt something special was happening there and could have happened at the end but um, you know you just fa- uh, fall short at the end and we can't let that happen again so this game is going to be huge for us I think uh, we have to show how good we are really Well how just how motivating is it though when you look back on 2018 when you look and even last year where the team does get so close and you fall short like a lot of guys on this current team ex- we're there to experience that as a group in 18 and in 20. So how much do you take from that collectively and then, you know, pass on to some of the guys who maybe weren't on the team? Yeah, it's, I think it's going to have to be a conversation with the team uh, when we go into the playoffs because it's tough to understand that our season ended on 45 minutes, like one half. Like when mm-hmm. Portland came, mm-hmm. Blanco scores an amazing goal and then you're like, whoa, and then they score again and then you're done. So I think it's it's heartbreaking, you know, and uh, this is what you kind of have to experience or or having to talk to someone who experienced this to prepare yourself because, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you're dying, but those 45 minutes can push you to the MLS Cup final. And I still feel so bad that we didn't make it to the MLS Cup final. And uh, we, I want to I wanna be the team who, who makes it this year to be on that team. Well, it certainly does feel like there is something special growing. Just, I mean, this year, the way the teams came back so many times, where they've been down, and even recently where they've been scoring the first goal and dominating teams. But the has the conversation happened yet where you're like, uh, Alan Polito, I'm pretty good at counting as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny didn't look count. bad on his either, by the way. Yeah. I mean, but they're not sitting right behind in the gold Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Alan is like 13 yeah. 13, though, going back. Like, we pulled the stats. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, it's he wants yeah. golden boot race yeah. points hey. here. We're hey, he's talking braces and hat yeah. tricks, yeah. so yeah. he might not need some penalties. He'll be rolling that golden boot. Yes, I mean, you're right. You need those. You need those set pieces uh, to to help your chance to win it. I think it's more of a team comes first uh, base for me. In my head, it's always the rule. If you step up and take a PK and you make it, you have the right to take the next one too. And as soon as Ellen and Johnny are doing that, I don't feel the the right to ask for it. If you ask me last three games of the season and I'm in within two or whatever goals to to the golden boot race or whatever. John I already talked to Johnny. He said, ask anytime, I'll let you hit it. You are in this in this race. But I don't want to be the guy who takes it away from someone who constantly scores it. I, at the end of the day the team needs to win. And I don't want to be the one who I'll take it from him. Maybe I miss it and then then the whole rhythm is uh, messed up. See, this goes back to the rule that I've been saying that should should exist in soccer. It should be just like basketball. If 
You're the one that draws the penalty. You should have to take the penalty. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? It would be great. It would be great drama. First of all, can you imagine all of a sudden Andre Fontas gets hammered in the penalty area on a corner kick? He's got to take the penalty. Yeah, but if it's MLS Cup, I'm saying, okay, no way. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> this is what we want. One of the strangers. It, it, takes, it takes that dynamic away, too, not to worry about this. People arguing we talk, over We talk it. a lot about, like, rules that we would add or change in MLS. So I'm curious, and just, like, the sport of soccer. Do you I, like, first of all, do you like that one, Daniel? Yeah. Would you I, sign up for yeah, that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's not bad. Uh, it's not call bad. FIFA on my it would be, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it would be interesting for sure. <laughs> for sure. Is there another rule and, and like not to put you on the spot if you hadn't like previously thought of one but is there another like rule that you would currently change or one that you would add that you think would make the game better yes and it can be crazy yes we've thing. been talking about this so if you draw the pk you win the pk and somebody like Kyrie won the pk johnny scored it Kyrie should get the assist for it like as a statistic mm. yeah yeah absolutely it should be I an assist so. you yeah. want it he yeah. somebody has well, took it what about also your the last game, you run the length of the pitch, and, or against Chicago, pardon me. Yeah. And hit the shot and it falls back to John. Yeah. Key, and you don't get anything. Like so the past two games, I had two the shots, Kyrie rebound, game. and they <laughs> score. I think that should be a, an assist yeah. as I well. I think so. Yeah. Surely. I mean, all the effort that goes into an assist yeah. was there. I mean, well, people get assists for much, like, and especially lesser. Chicago one, the yeah. yeah. From halfway there, hey, and then... nobody has the right to complain more than Kyrie. He got put in the oh. hospital on oh and, and doesn't yes. get like anything yeah, right. for it, you know? So exactly. But that's why we watch the games and we don't just look at the stats, ladies mm. and gentlemen, because <laughs> if you're watching the game, you know that Daniel Shallowy created that goal when he brings it up the side of the field like that. So, but hey, when the set, when the stats do suit us, we're going to throw them out there and say, <laughs> Daniel's the best in, in MLS when it comes to goals and assists <laughs> combined. And it's a, in large part, thanks to body armor, isn't it? Because if you're yeah. not hydrated, yes, you're not getting yes. all those assists and goals. Yes, Should I bring true, that back true. together for you, man? Of course, that's and the berry blackout, blackout, whatever it is, best flavor. Yeah, I, I'm with you on berry. that. Blackout yeah. berry. Okay, wait, Love that. I do have one thing because we heard this from Tim today at training, and everyone was laughing really hard about it. But Tim was asked, like, what is something that Johnny, I think specifically, or like what a, a player on the field does, like, what's their reaction when they don't? score oh, yeah. in training <laughs> mm-hmm. and he shared with us that johnny will spank himself yeah that uh, is true <laughs> <laughs> that is true and it's- so i actually had a qu- i'll let you react to that but i'll have you finish with just your answer to this because someone ended up asking what it what is something that you do when you miss a shot like what is something that you say or something that you do consistently when you're like ah, i should have had that i mean Many times I cuss in Hungarian, probably. I think you go back to your roots always when uh, yeah. those things happen. Uh, I don't have such thing as Johnny's that you, sp- <laughs> you, you spank yourself. That is actually, it's funny, very funny. He does it with like a roll back, like arm, like straight and just does it. Like it's, it's, it's so funny, but I don't do that. <laughs> okay, we do have oh, some Johnny. audience questions that we put out there. I got to get to those and then we'll let you go uh, after this, Daniel. First of all, from Omar, he wants to know, what did your parents do when you were younger to help you get to the next level? And since you've got a dad who's a GM in soccer, there's probably a good, uh, a good answer here. Well, yeah, overall, what I can say that my parents took me to every training. You know, they bought me every gear I needed, every equipment. So that's already a huge support. Not everybody can have that. I think that's a big privilege in a way. And uh, I'm super thankful for them uh, about that. And obviously... Um, my dad could help me with his game, help uh, helping uh, with tips and ideas and actually going out and playing in the backyard with me and uh, teaching me stuff. So 
I think those were the things that uh, I can say surely that helped me. Okay, and then one more uh, from Nicole. She wants to know, do you have any musical abilities? I do not. No. Absolutely not. No. If I take many palinka shots, I can sing very well. <laughs> I want now. Next time you, we drink palinka together, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sing a song hey, for me. He is the pregame DJ though at home, so I guess that. that yeah, yeah, for true. Something. Okay, yeah, that's true. What's the What's the thing that's most likely to play post victory on Sunday uh, if you guys beat the Seattle uh, Sounders? Um, or pregame psych up. Uh, one of the One of the two. Well, after we. Like to play nowadays, uh, Crazy Frog. Have you heard that one? Is that that's the name of the song or the art? I'm <laughs> the artist. Over here. Can I play it? Crazy Frog. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll play it as bump music. You know, is it so? Is it like EDM? Is it what? What kind of music are we talking? This is about? something special, Nate. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, he's, now we got to really hear this. <laughs> Crazy, you guys. I, not, I've, I. Okay, that makes me feel better. Probably it. heard it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Nate, you know it. This, okay, yeah, I, we all know this song. <laughs> so I, I was part of me was wondering. I'm like, is this like one of the dads on the team, like from a kids show that I just don't know of, like a, a weird song on like a. I I, I can't. I don't even know. I can't I, even explain. That song was massive. No, that's great going. though. Oh that's yeah, cool. yeah. Yes. It's old. It's old. No, that was it's like bringing back like, jock jams. You know, or you're at like cosmic bowling. It's <laughs> so it's more of this stuff after before that it's more like you know you want to p- put some rap on like yeah. something that really puts you like yeah. s- serious mood but this one is nice to like you know jump around yeah, yeah. yeah. well here's to some so. Uh, so it's body armor and hip-hop before the game it's Michelob ultra palinka and <laughs> crazy frog <laughs> i hope there's a lot of crazy frog on I'm sunday i'm gonna photoshop a crazy frog with <laughs> a nick ultra and a <laughs> hey daniel thank you so much for the time congratulations on all the great things that are happening in your life in 2021 and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you real soon Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Daniel Shally. Remember, body armor, that's uh, that's what he uses to hydrate before games. You should, too. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing, and liking. And we appreciate Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. All right, guys, great conversation with Daniel Shallow. We just a minute or two left here. Thoughts on this game? What do we expect? Sporting KC versus Seattle Sounders, 6 o'clock Sunday night at Children's Mercy Park. I expect a great match. I mean, these are two of the best teams in the entire league, not just the Western Conference. It's going to be um, a, a big match, a potential foreshadowing here of uh, what may be to come in the playoffs this season. So I, I think it's going to be a great game, but definitely a tough challenge for both sides. Uh, still some injury concerns for both teams on on key players that may or may not be available. But, you know, regardless, both of these teams have had to dig down deep and tap into their depth to, to get things done and get to this point. I, mean, I think no matter what way you dress it up, I think it's the biggest game of the year for sporting and maybe for Seattle so far. Obviously, Seattle with the League's Cup. ML, as far as MLS is concerned, I personally think whoever wins this game will probably go on and win the West, not because of winning this game, but I think these two are the two strongest teams. And them coming into Sporting's house, I like Sporting's chances. I would back Sporting at home against anyone. Seattle don't concede too much, so I can see a slender win maybe for Sporting, but definitely it's box office, and I'll not be missing it on Sunday anyway. Last two home games, Sporting KC were able to strike early in the game, and that changed the entire complexion of both games. 
That's the case in this one as well. First goal makes a huge difference in this one because Seattle do play very defensively this year based on all the injuries they have, and they're good at it. But if they concede a goal, that has to change their approach in the game, and then Sporting Kansas City can dictate the terms. So we'll see how this game plays out on Sunday. You can watch it on Fox Sports 1. You can listen on ESPN Kansas City Radio, 94.5 FM, and you can get your tickets because there are tickets available. Let's make sure this place is packed on Sunday for a big, big matchup at 6 o'clock. That's going to do it for us. For Daniel Shallowy, for Connor McCourt, and Ali Trost, this is Nate Bucati saying thanks for listening. Thanks to Michelob Ultra, as always, for sponsoring. And we'll see you next time on the Sporting Kansas City Show.